Hey, this is Greg Valentine, author of The Perfect Week Formula. And if you want to create a life of more money, more meaning, more freedom, and less swearing, then you have to listen to the Stuff You Don't Learn in College program here with my dear friend, Xander Fryer. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer here, and we are back with another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And today, my guest, Craig Ballantyne, is a former farm boy turned multi-millionaire and also known as the Millionaire Whisperer. He's helped over 260 entrepreneurs make their first million dollars. He started in the entrepreneurial world back in 1999 and is often known as the godfather of online marketing. He's got multiple bestsellers, including Perfect Week, Formula, and Unstoppable. He's mentored a lot of the influencers that you've heard of and know and love, like Russell Brunson, Bedros Koulian, Joel Marion, Lewis Howes, Jason Capital, Vince Del Mane, and dozens of others. And so you're not going to want to miss this episode because in it, we're going to talk about the four high income skills to get to a million dollar income, the virtuous cycle that helped him go from being a, a big dick to being a little dick today, uh, the hundred hug challenge that changed who he was as a person and the exercise that he uses with clients to get the great vision for their ideal life and turn it into a 90 day actionable plan. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. I'll see you in there. How's it going? Welcome to Shit You Don't Learn in College. This is going to be a lot of fun, my man. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you, man. Now, to to dig in right in the beginning, for anybody who doesn't know Craig Valentine, obviously, if you don't know Craig, uh, make sure to know Craig. Um, but for everybody who doesn't know Craig Valentine, could you give kind of the, I don't know, maybe this is asking a lot, but like the three-minute synopsis of how uh, a farm boy goes to becoming the millionaire whisperer and and helping so many people make so much money as entrepreneurs? A millionaire whisperer. That's great, man. Hey, so listen, yeah, I did. I grew up on a farm. I wanted to work in pro sports. I started being a personal trainer and I realized this, there's something more for me. And I think anybody listening has had that moment in their life where it's like, there is more for me. It may come when you know you were 21 like me. It may come when you're 51. doesn't matter. Yeah. You're going to know it and then you're going to go for it. And so I decided I was going to start writing. I really liked writing. 
I wrote for Men's Health Magazine for 15 years, you know, just contributing, not actually working for them. And then I launched my own information products online. I actually sold my first info product, my first course through PayPal on January 28th of 2001, about five years before Xander was born. <laughs> and so, and, and so, uh, so I've been doing this for a long time. And then over the years, a lot of people said, Hey, how do you do this? What are you doing? Can you show me? And I really got a kick out of showing people. Yeah. And that was, you know, in 2007, I probably made my first millionaire in 2009. Uh, I, I coached Joel Marion, who might be my first billionaire when he hits that yeah. and so on and so forth. And so, uh, you know, maybe Xander Fryer will be my uh, next billionaire. So, so it's been really I'm, super I'm taking exciting. a running, Joel. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, I don't just coach coaches. I don't just coach fitness people. We got people in construction and manufacturing and farming and all this stuff. And so it's really, really exciting just to help people build their leadership team and, and sales and marketing. That's so much fun. Yeah. So, so talk to me about that. Like you really have, you really have helped more millionaires in more different spaces than I can honestly think. Like what, what is it like, what's the secret? What's the combination that it's like, you do this, 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 and this, and all of a sudden you pop out a million dollars into your bank account. What, what is it? Uh, well, I think that you're noticing in your business that by being niched, you know, being very specific, uh, you know, the old phrase is go deep before you go wide. And that's, that's a very good approach yeah. to it. And, you know, become a specialist and, and, you know, there's the mar most marketplaces are big enough to support a specialist to get to the seven figure mark. Obviously yeah. the, the mindset of persistence and resilience, you're going to, you're going to wake up and you're going to have days when you're fighting with your spouse and, or your partner and your business is in turmoil and your dog ran away. Like you literally will have those days, not like figuratively, but you yeah. literally will have those days. And if you're not willing to wake up on those days and march to your desk or march to your office and get to work and overcome all those other distractions, then it's going to be difficult for you. But every entrepreneur, you know, you get their books, you read Classic Hero's Journey. I was here. Things got way worse. Things and got really things, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Things got really bad. They destroyed where I grew up. And then now I had to, to go and come out the other side. And you come out the other side and your hero's journey so much more. Now you have to have high income skills too. You have to have the high one of the high income skills. If you have all four of them, you're going to be rocking and rolling. And those will be sales. You have to be able to sell, whether it's face-to-face, nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes, or on the phone, whatever. You have to be able to sell. Copywriting. You have to be able to clearly communicate in writing. Because copywriting applies to everything from traditional sales pages to letters in the mail to emails to Instagram direct messaging to your profile on Match.com or Bumble or whatever the heck. <laughs> Being able to actually get a date, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so, so you gotta... funny you bring that up. One of one of our mutual friends, uh, uh, J-Max, Jason Maxwell, you know, he went through my sales course and he was telling me about how he was actually implementing it on Bumble and Tinder and actually getting dates like nonstop because he learned yeah. how to communicate like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I started a long distance relationship and I'm sure that my copywriting, you know, made her laugh and, and grew the relationship. So, so it's being able to have your way with words in the written format. So copywriting is just salesmanship in print. 
then the next thing you want to do is you want to be able to be a clear and concise communicator uh, through the spoken word. And that's something that allows you to do well on podcasts, do well on YouTube videos, do well from the stage in front of people so you can sell one to many. It allows you to do killer audiobooks even, right? If you don't know how to vary your pitch, pace, and your tonality, then you're not going to be a great communicator. But if you are able to do that, then people are going to hang on your every word. They're going to share it with friends. Your audience is going to grow massively. Now, listen, if you're sitting there thinking, how the heck am I going to do any of this? Well, all of these are learnable skills. I was horrible. And I just got into the what I call the virtuous cycle of getting better at anything, which is find your baseline, go and get expert advice, take action, get expert feedback. Now you have new baseline and you go through that cycle a thousand times, you go through a thousand times on your own, even without expert advice and feedback, you'll get better. You go through it with somebody like yourself or like a speaking coach like Bo Eason or Joel Weldon or whoever. You go through sales programs like yours. You go uh, you go through uh, copywriting programs like maybe Justin Goff's or somebody's. You're going to get better faster than doing it on your own. So you got those three things. And then you have leadership as well. Leadership is a seven-figure skill. And you don't have to always be doing the sales. You don't have to always be doing the copywriting. Eventually, you remove yourself from the business. You hire great people in. And you give them an environment in which they can flourish. And they go and do the work in your business. And you pay them well. And you provide them a culture in which they enjoyed working. And a mission for the business that inspires them to do their best work even above and beyond what you're paying them because people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And you got a recipe for success there. Then you bring on a mentor, somebody who has outside eyes who can, one of the greatest benefits of having outside eyes is that the mentor, the coach, uh, a peer advisor, even you know friends who may not have technical insight into your business they're not emotionally attached to your problems. So a lot of people become emotionally attached to bad ideas. You know, I've spent four grand on this website. I'm going to spend another four grand to get this website up, even though the website may now be irrelevant. Yeah. A good entrepreneur goes, I'm going to cut my losses here. And, you know, I can't be married to the idea of a website. I can't, you know, throw good money after bad. But a lot of people think, throw good. Yeah, Go I, think, I think along those lines, right? Like a good entrepreneur might know that, but a, a great entrepreneur knows that he probably won't recognize that. And he's got somebody else looking at him and making sure to be like, hey, like you're spending money on something that's irre irrelevant. You need to make some different decisions. Yeah. So I have a, a really fun job where I just am on the phone with people. And, you know, like yesterday, I have a guy who's his business, I can't even explain it. It's in construction. They, um, they do something called piles, which is where you like to drill a hole in the in the ground and you put in some type of construction that then holds a house from moving or swaying or, you know, sinking into sand. And it was clear to me that he had his week structured improperly and that he was doing a part of the sales process that anybody could do. And all I had to do was yeah. say to him, you know, so so the sales process that you're doing how much of that can be done without technical expertise? And he goes, probably like the first quarter of it. And I said, well, why are you doing the first quarter of it? And yeah. he's like, you know what? You're right. I can get this person to do it. And that's going to save me about eight hours a week. Just like that. First call, first 10 minutes of me talking to the guy. 
it was it was so obvious to the outside eyes. He's emotionally invested. I got I got to be the first person to call him. They got to talk to me as the boss. Yeah. Listen, it's an it's an emotional thing, especially when you're a business owner. Listen, you don't talk to Elon when you buy a Tesla. Right, I and, I did. I got a I got a personal call from him. Right, right. right. You got you got straight to him on the Elon Bat phone or whatever he's got. Sure. <laughs> so so, anyways, there we go and we buy all these things from these people and we never expect to talk to Oprah or we never expect to talk to Tony Robbins or whatever and we buy all their stuff. But then in our business, we have this hang up. You know, you're emotionally attached. Like, oh my gosh. People are going to think I'm some type of horrible person if I don't get on the phone with them and enroll them into my program or, or whatever. No, like, no, like that's that's not what people are here for. Sure. If they called and it's like, oh, my God, you answered the phone. Great. But all you need to do is send them like a selfie or something on Instagram and they'll be just as happy and they'll talk to whoever and and they'll enroll in your course and then they'll get access to you or whatever it is that you sell. And that's that's another thing that millionaires understand like i gotta get other people working in the business while i work on it yeah so you you mentioned you mentioned something while you were kind of going through the high income skills that were all around you know communication and leadership sales all of these things um i I actually just had joel on the podcast and joel and i were uh talking about you being our both of our first mentors really um, and you know, I've only known you for about four years. You've been there. You've been there since the beginning of my business, but that's Joel's amazing. It's been that longer. long, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and Joel, one of the things that Joel said, um, he goes, he goes, you know, you know, Craig, you know, both of our mentors, uh, you know, one of the best in the world. Um, but he's like, Xander, I don't know if you knew this, but before you knew him, Craig was a little bit of a dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, so I want, I went from big dick to little through? dick status. Like most people won't ever, won't ever brag about that, but I used to be I was going to say, dick. most now people I'm don't just... brag about going from big dick to little dick, Craig. No, but, like... but I do. I, I'm like, yes, I did it. So, but, but talk to me about that because you just pointed something out that there's these four high income skills that anybody can learn, right. And communication being one of them. And, and like people are hearing you on this podcast right now. He, they're like, he's well-spoken. Of course he can sell. Of course he can copyright. Of course he can do all these things. He's like, well-spoken despite being Canadian. You can't really understand every third word, but he, you know, other than that, but, but we figure it out and we just, we just cut him a little bit of slack. Um, but talk to me about that over the last decade, going from, going from big dick to little dick and, you know, your growth journey, what are the, what are the different areas that you've really focused on growing in? Well, I think this is a a very important lesson for everybody. There's a phrase that is absolutely untrue. That's a cliche, right? Like a leopard can't change its spots. And people will throw that out. Like if you, for example, like, let's say somebody here has a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever, who's who maybe has a drinking problem or, you know, maybe their boyfriend or girlfriend has cheated on them in the past. And and someone will say to you, oh my goodness, you know, a leopard can't change its spots or whatever. They'll always be like that. And that's actually untrue. Now it's the whole relationship side uh, thing. It's probably not a good idea to be with that type of person, but it just goes to show you wherever you are in life, you can change your spots because again, being a good person is a learnable skill. And so for me, you, you don't just need coaching on your business. You don't just need coaching on sales or copywriting or speaking. You don't just need coaching on your personal fitness with the trainer. You need personal coaching on yourself, self-development, improving so many areas of your life. And so what did I do? Well, I 
found out what I aspired to be like. I had a vision in my mind of what I call, I actually have this as one of my life rules, that I aspire to be a British gentleman, polite and courteous at all times. Being a dick does obviously not fit in with that description. So you have a vision. Then I spend time with people who are exactly like I want to be. Joel, my friend Bedros Koulian, who I probably spent the most time with and who influenced me this on this the most, he's just California cool. He'll go into any room. He'll walk up to everybody. He'll say hello. He'll joke. He'll leave them better than he found them. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and do better with that every single time I do this. Now, there were days where I just, you know, I it's takes a lot of physical energy for me to be chatty and that sort of stuff. And it was difficult at first, but you can build yeah. up a tolerance to it, much like you can build up a tolerance to running the 400 meters as fast as possible, right? And then also putting myself through personal challenges. Like, I'm going to go to this event. I remember I went to one of Bedros's fitness business summits. I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to hug 100 people this weekend. Hug 100 people. Now, I don't really have a problem hugging people. It's just not like, I'm not just going to go and do it. It's you're, just you're not, not going to just go I, do it just because. You're not a hugger just because. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I changed into one and now I yeah. am. And it was, it's remarkable. And it's, you know, it's, it's actually a little embarrassing to me that I was once like that. It's, it's, I'm a little ashamed of it as much as I'm like, yeah, that's really nice. When somebody says you wouldn't recognize the guy from 10 years ago, I'm like, wow, was I that big of a dick 10 years ago? And in <laughs> yeah. certain instances, I was. In certain instances, I was. And it's really Craig, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I've never known you to be a big dick. You've always been just a little dick to me. Thank, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, I remember I remember at the lowest of my lows when I first started coaching and I was very introverted and socially anxious and just didn't come across very well. Like I'm, on a good day, I came across great. But on a bad day, I didn't. And I remember giving a guy a million dollar piece of advice. I'm like, serious, like the advice I gave um, Rick Mulready, who's a Facebook ads expert down in San Diego. And Rick was at an event in Denver. And I remember giving him the greatest advice. But the way that I said it, all he remembers is, wow, that guy's a dick. He doesn't even hear <laughs> what I said. And it, and it goes back to the Maya Angelou quote, which is people remember, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. People will never forget how you made them feel. So Rick will have forgotten what I said. I forgot what I said too. Um, Rick will have forgotten what I said to him almost immediately because he will remember how I made him feel. And I was yeah. like, oh no, what have I done? Um, and you know, there's, it's, uh, we've all probably been in a situation where it's like, I, I, why did I say that? I knew I shouldn't have said that. Like you, you're in the middle yeah. of saying it and you're like, what are you doing? The observer you is just like, no, no slow motion car wreck, right? Slow motion car wreck. But here's another great thing is that with practice, somehow the little man in between brain and mouth actually becomes smarter or better. And yeah. You know, another thing that I did was I quit swearing, right? So I actually can't say the name of this podcast because I made a vow yeah. that I don't curse or swear, right? And everyone thinks, well, that's impossible. How do you stop swearing? It's like you just do. You just make a conscious decision and then you rewire your brain through practice and away you go. Like you can – people can do almost anything that they put their mind to. 
uh, within physical uh, capacity. Obviously, we can't fly or anything like that. Yeah. But a lot of people just a lot of people just don't put their mind to it and actually make a concrete like one hundred percent decision. Right now, I haven't I haven't achieved everything that I thought I was going to do. I remember years ago, years ago, I was going to take up chess. Well, you know, like I used to do these body transformation contests in my turbulence training fitness business, and I thought, okay, while they do the body transformation, I'm gonna do my own personal transformation. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to play chess. I watched like one YouTube video on this, and I went, I'm not doing this, and then I realized this does not matter to me. This does yeah. not matter to me. And that was right around. So I actually like I went, oh, okay. I had a huge insight. Like the reason why people don't stick to changes that they proclaim is because at the end, they don't actually matter to the person. So even somebody who's 40 pounds overweight and they say, I'm going to lose weight. And for all the health coaches out there, you're going to you're going to have so many people that come into your world and you're going to wonder what you're going to go. Why are you not making the changes that you said you wanted to make? You you have all these reasons. And the truth is that in here and in here, deep in here, it doesn't actually matter to them. It doesn't actually yeah. matter to them. They've, everybody they've found says a way they to want disconnect more money. from it almost. Yeah, everybody says they want more money, money or everybody says they want a great relationship. But at the end of the day, something else matters more to them, whether it's watching television or whether it's- I was, was going to say, normally it's, normally it's Netflix and a, and a Happy Meal or something. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately it is. But, but in some cases, like someone might say, I want to I wanna, you know, increase my income with a side hustle. And then at the end of the day, they're left with like, but they love going to the gym. And so they're not going to give up going to the gym or cut, cut it back or anything because that matters more to them for whatever reason. And so they never get, so it's a, it's a good habit, right? You know, going to the gym yeah. and stuff like that, but that matters more to them deeply. Now, maybe in 10 years from now, they're going to look back and go, I wish I made that change. But so I didn't actually care about playing chess, even though. The outside world says, oh, chess is for smart people. It'll make you better. Like, I just didn't care. And so sometimes yeah. you have to realize, like, all these suggestions, like, you know, maybe you're 10 pounds overweight or like, and that's hardly overweight, but isn't, you're like, society's pressuring you to do this. And you're like, I don't know why I can't stick to it. It's because you don't care about it. And you need to <laughs> identify. If, let me ask you this. What if what if you really want to care about it? You just can't figure out why you don't care about it. Like, is there anything you can do at that point? Because I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people that would would love to make more money and would love to care about it more, have that desire. But they just can't figure out how to turn that desire on. Well, here's the thing is you have to step back even further. And, you know, I, I really, really love doing visioning, right? You know, yeah. uh, w whenever you, somebody comes to one of my workshops, we start off at the 30,000 foot level. I can't tell you what to do tomorrow in your marketing until I know where you want to be in 10 years. Because if I gave you what to do tomorrow, but that actually took you, you know, to the right and you actually in 10 years from now want to be way to the left, you know, if I tell you, like if we're in, to use another analogy, if we're in California and I tell you to start going towards New York tomorrow, but you really want to end up in Japan, like telling you to go to New York tomorrow is a bad idea because I didn't know yeah. that you really want to end up over here. So, so basically you need to start with your vision and go deeply what matters to me. 
And then you have to go and you have to look at all the stuff the way you say, I really, you know, in 10 years, I want to be here. And, and then you break it down in three years. I, you know, I want my family to be here. I want my family to look like this. I want to be earning this much money. I want to be doing this. I want to be traveling here and, and this, that, and the other thing. And then you have to look at that and you have to go, okay, what really matters there? Because I can't do all of that. You can yeah. do anything, but you can't do everything. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so you have to narrow that down even more. Okay, so that's what I want to do in three years. What do I want to do in the next year in order to get to that in three years? And then what's my 90-day plan? And now you can get a 90-day plan built out because a lot of people will never increase their income because it's so intimidating. Like starting a business is yeah. so intimidating. Which social media do I use? What do I offer? How do I price it? How do I deliver it? Who's the coach that I hire for it? It's so many choices. And so if it's just this broad thing, of I'm going to you know, build a six-figure business this year, you never get started because you don't know where to start. So by going yeah. through that deduction, you now get to the point where it's like a very clear 90-day plan, whether it's your program, whether it's somebody else's, whatever. Then now they have the path. Okay, great. That's still not going to do everything. Then they need a mentor. They need accountability, preferably public accountability. I'm sure you'll tell your public <laughs> accountability story at some point in our yep. talk here today. And then in case you're wondering what Craig's talking about, Craig, Craig's accountability for me is the reason that I met my wife, Maddie. So that'll be a story for a future podcast that we'll that we'll talk about. But sorry, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, absolutely. And it was because of public accountability. You said you were going to achieve something. And you're you know, once you tell a whole bunch of people that you're going to achieve something, you don't want to not act in accordance with it because that makes you a hypocrite and your brain does not like you being a hypocrite. So so that's why you would go and actually finally make the breakthroughs to taking action on. And so you go back to the start of my whole story here. I started playing chess for like a day and I realized I don't care about this. So I went back to my vision and went back to a bunch of things and thought, what do I really care about? Well, I've been telling all these people to do meditation. I suffer from anxiety. I know that meditation will be good for me. So when I stopped doing chess, the next day I took up meditation and I haven't missed a day of meditation since February, no, sorry, January 28th, 2013, which is the day that I did my first one minute meditation because that mattered to me. And therefore, yeah. it, you know, once you get aligned your actions with what actually matters, that's when you can achieve really great things. That's pretty amazing. So making sure that you actually get clarity on what your your true deep desires are, and that's gonna that bigger, longer vision, then you can start to break it down into more actionable steps right. closer, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Craig, because obviously you've you've done a lot. You've uh, had best selling books, you've helped a lot of people make, you know, incomes that they never thought were possible. Uh, you yourself are growing constantly every day, every week, every month, every year. What would you define success as in your life? I would define success as knowing what you want to achieve and then taking action toward it. Because yeah. there's, you know, one of the things that really frustrates me is when people don't take the action that they know is right for them, that they have told others they are going to do. And that they have been given advice on doing. So, you know, like when somebody comes to me and says, I want to achieve this and we show them how to do it. And then we follow up with them and we still don't 
get them to do things because they're either distracted by something else or they let something else come up or they just don't have the, the will to follow through. I find that very frustrating. And I think that is yeah. definitely unsuccessful. I am a, I am a big, um, what's the opposite of believer? I can't think of the word. Doubter? Yeah. <laughs> no, I get, yeah, I'm a big doubter in phrases like the universe has your back. Universe doesn't give a crap about you. <laughs> Okay, the universe yeah. the universe is like off doing what the universe is doing. And the universe has a lot of stuff to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like the universe cares uh, that you're going to get a parking spot in front of Starbucks. Okay, the universe uh, does not have your back. And, <laughs> and I believe in nothing but personal responsibility. So taking personal responsibility nice. for your life is also a form of success for me. But, but just doing that and taking action in that direction... I'm okay if the the actions are small and the progress is slow, but oh man, do not tell me you want something and then and then do not do it because so it's a, it know. sounds it sounds a little bit like the way that you define success isn't necessarily a specific outcome. It's like in in the moment knowing what your vision is or where you're going and actually pursuing it. Yeah, because not, because not I, sitting on I your think hands, that not, I don't I think most people will never achieve. Like, like most people will never achieve all of their dreams because yeah. we, as humans, we never run out of dreams, right? Like if you're well, just, just like you just mentioned, we can't have anything, but we can't have everything. Yeah. But I mean, right? like everyone, I get a lot of people come into my workshops and they'll say, I want to take my extended family to Greece. I'm like, okay, that's a big thing. But once you take your extended family to Greece, you're going to be like, I want to take them to Italy too. And so on and so yeah. forth. If you're able to pull that off. And so no one will ever achieve all of their dreams because humans are insatiable. They're ins we, we are insatiable with our desires, which is a good thing and a bad yeah. thing. Um, so I'm not going to say that it's the, the uh, you know, getting something, you know, the achieving of something. It's really the are you acting in accordance with who you are? Um, are you acting in accordance with the gifts you've been given? Are you acting in accordance with what you say? you want to do and are going to do basically having integrity is success to me yeah yeah so it's almost a character trait more than anything i'd say so. an action taker i'd say so because yeah. you don't have to be rich or uh, you don't have to be a world champion to be a success you know it's like yeah i think um I think my my uh, my mother was successful, you know, and her goal was to certainly raise two kids who who have done pretty yeah. well for themselves. And the the janitor who cleans the floor and 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 leaves the place looking great in the morning that's success. So doing uh, doing what there, there's a guy I know, uh, a cranky old guy who who says we really don't need like all these rules and laws, it really comes down to two things. Do all that you say you're going to do and do not harm others. And then it's live and let live, right? Yeah. You can, do, I don't care what you do. Just if you say you're going to do something, do it. And whatever you do, it should not harm others. And then we can all go and live our lives however we want. And that's to me, like doing all that you say you're going to do is, is really successful. I love that, man. Um, you know, speaking of not necessarily needing a lot of money, you mentioned, um, you mentioned, you know, success isn't necessarily money related. What, what would you say are, you know, one or two things that are more important to you than money? 
I would say that, like, for me, this is super personal because I'm a bookworm, right? Like, when I wrote my first book, in fact, before I had even written my first book, I would send copies, and this is going to sound like super crazy, but I would send <laughs> copies of the rough draft to people and say that if I, if I get hit by a bus, make sure this gets published into book format. Like, that's how obsessed I was oh with writing a book. And so to have written one book, man, I could have retired and said, I've there, I've done, I've done what I really set out to do is I wrote a book I'm extremely proud of. I'm, I've written a book that I believe can help every single person in this world, the perfect day formula. Um, then, I, then we wrote the perfect week formula, which I actually think is an even better place to start. So I've written a couple books and even if they didn't make money, that is a massive amount of success to me. And then yeah. uh, raising children will be the second most important uh, successful thing to me. That's amazing. I'm excited for you and yeah. Michelle to start working on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so last question for you. Uh, speaking of a, a bookworm, what's the most recommended book uh, that you've been suggesting to people? And obviously, I'm going to give Craig's book a shout out both. Uh, well, all three, uh, the perfect day formula, the, uh, perfect week formula and unstoppable. If you haven't already gotten those on Amazon, make sure to get all three of them. They're all phenomenal. Um, but outside of your amazing books, what's the most recommended book that you tell people? Well, listen, I think that every human in the world should be forced to read man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl, because I think it's really nice. helpful on two levels. One, well, actually on multiple levels, um, one, the, one of the things that he was telling that, that was kind of his main message that humans have the ability to cope through anything and have the, always have the choice of how they respond. Okay. So that's, that's his main message in there or one of them. Um, to me, it just shows that whatever physical hardship you're going through, you're capable of so much more, which is kind of like a David Goggins esque, but this was like a horribly, you know, it's horrible how it was forced upon these individuals. It wasn't like David, David Goggins was yeah. choosing to do those things. Um, but it shows like, my gosh, uh, you, you know, you you think you're hungry, you know, you think that you've been worked to the bone, stop complaining, get back to work. And, and then, um, three is just totally like how much more we can, we can take and how much we can, we can really do. So I think that book and then the understanding of like, come on, we're all human here. Like let's treat each other like humans. You know, so that's just a powerful book. And I think that everyone should be made to read it. I think it should be mandatory reading in high school, probably mandatory reading in college as well, because what are you really going to take away? Like you have to be a pretty intelligent. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably, you probably need to dig into it a couple of times before you actually get yeah, what I just reread it saying. a couple of months ago. Um, and then I've read some other ones, which, you know, tell the story even, uh, even in more uh, uh, discomforting. Um, books. Anyways, uh, and then more recently, I will say that if someone's like, I have no idea where to start when it comes to growing a business, it's a little more practical book. Uh, my friend Sabri Subi's book, Sell Like Crazy, it is better than most $2,000 courses I've ever bought. And it's just absolutely fantastic. And I think that it will really give clarity and first steps to somebody starting uh, their business. And then I can't wait to read yours, my friend. Awesome. Thank you, boss. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, what's what's on the horizon for Craig? Where can we learn more about you? 
I'm on Instagram all the time. So if you want to hit me up there, it's, uh, Instagram is great for me because I love being raw and it just and it's short. So hit me up on Instagram at Real Craig Valentine and then grab a free copy of the Perfect Week formula at craigsent.me forward slash perfect week. I think it, it, it's probably the, the best book that we put together because it really helps anybody in any situation squeeze more juice from the time that's in a week. Beautiful. I love it, man. Craig, thanks for uh, thanks for joining the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast. I appreciate it, man. This has been great. It's been a lot of fun, my man. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. 